Hi everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to Mother Industrialist live show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. Today is episode 26, and in this episode, we are going to talk about how to discover your inner voice. And today, I have this awesome guest. Uh, she's a public speaker, she's a coach, she's an entrepreneur, she's a mompreneur with a daughter of three years old. And without further ado, let us welcome Liz. Hi, Liz. Hello, hello, Hi, hello. Hi. Hi, welcome. So, uh, let me um, check with you. So, is everything good on your side? Connection? Yes. Okay, good, good. So, um, Liz, th- thanks for coming on um, this show. I'm so excited uh, because finally we, we get connected and um, now you're coming onto my show because we had a really, really good chat. Um, in our previous meeting and um, before we kick start the show there's a tradition which is uh, every guest get to post a question of the day out to the audience and also mm-hmm. to the next guest so are you ready with the question of the day before we kick start the show yes okay so the question of the day posted by the previous guest is what can you do each day to remind yourself that your strength is your femininity okay so i repeat again the question of the day is, what can you do each day to remind yourself that your strength is your femininity? So you got it? Yes. Okay. So uh, spend, uh, spend some time to think about it while I go onto our Facebook Live to check if we are connected successfully and at the same time is our, if our audio is good to go. Okay? Okay. Okay, I'll come back to you. So let me just check. Okay, we are live. Let me check the sound. Okay, I can hear myself. Okay, I hear myself. Okay, loud and clear. I can hear you. Okay, so Liz, are you ready with your answer to the question of the day? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, give it to us. Okay, so my answer is um, self-affirmations. Mm. If I tell myself daily um, that I'm strong or daily that I have that femininity, um, mm. I'm able to let my, you know, affirm myself, let myself know. And that's where my strength comes. Mm. Um, what I also like about affirmations, I do them with my daughter. Mm. And um, one of the things is I say, I am good enough. And I, when I say I am, in the Bible, it says, um, Moses asked, who am I to say you are? And he says, say I am. And so I said that the I am becomes before, you know, whatever is after it. So yeah. God comes before whatever is after ah. that. So I'm affirming myself, but putting God first before that affirmation. So that's how I'll be able to strengthen that fem- femininity daily. Wow, wow, that, that is a really a very, very good answer. And now we can kickstart with the show, Liz. Yay. So before we kickstart the show, um, maybe you can do a short introduction of, of yourself out to the audience because they may be um, new to you. Um, mm-hmm. And also prior to what were you doing uh, currently and where, were, where are you from and what's your background like? Maybe you can share with us. Well, currently I am, I just became a lead at um, a retail store. So I'm the stock lead. I really enjoy that position. Um, I have some people that um, I have underneath me 
And I'm really excited to motivate them every day and give them some good energy. So that's really good. Um, before that, I lived in Grand Junction and I was a youth pastor. And I really loved doing that as well. Had several um, students that I would help mentor and guide and encourage. And I really loved doing that. Um, and just a little bit about my background. Um, I am the second oldest of six. I'm the oldest girl. And uh, we grew up in a single parent home and that was pretty hard. Um, but one thing that I really admired about my mom is that she gave me my relationship with, with Christ and really um, introduced that to my life. So I'm really um, thankful to her that despite you know, her, her upbringing or you know, that she was a single mom, that she was able to give me the, the greatest relationship that I have, um, which is my relationship with Christ. So I really um, appreciate that. I'm able to pass that down to my daughter, who's now four. Wow. She had a birthday on the 12th. And so oh, wow. it's really exciting <laughs> to, to pass that, um, to to pass that down to her. To her. <laughs> Thank you. I'll let her know that. So maybe you can share more about how does uh, it change? Because today our topic is how to discover your inner voice. And there yes. might be a reason why um, you want to share with us about uh, discovering your inner voice. In, um, Maybe you can uh, share more on that. Yeah, so like I said, I, I'm at a retail store um, mm -hmm. and I do have a daughter that's four. And I originally worked at this retail store in 2012. And I noticed that when, when people are shopping, it's usually this calm environment and people are just going about their day um, until they hear this screeching cry from a child who's screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> because their parent won't let them get some type of toy or candy or whatever it is from an aisle. And I remember saying, when I have a kid, they are not gonna behave that way in a store. <laughs> and now I have a kid, like I said, she's four, um, four now. And last week she did that same thing in a store. <laughs> and she's like screaming and crying on the top of her lungs. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like we're in the middle of a store. <laughs> And so she's having this tantrum and she's screaming and I'm screaming back at her and we're having this screaming contest and I'm, I'm not screaming and yelling at her, you know, like in a bad way saying, you know, you need to shut up and be quiet. You're embarrassing me. Mm. It was more of this with the same intensity and the same, um, you know, energy that she's given off. I'm giving her words to her tantrum. Mm. You know, and because she, she's crying, she's like, oh, I want to, you know, and you have a child, you know, that, that tantrum, yeah. All right. you know, um, and so to communicate to her that, hey, I understand. Well, first of all, it's saying, hey, I hear you. Mm. I, because what she wanted was this juice. Yeah. And so it was saying, hey, I understand that you want this juice and you're very emotional <laughs> about this juice. So I'm yelling at her and I'm saying, I want this juice. I want the juice. I want the juice. You're yelling and that, she realizes, that. <laughs> yeah, at my daughter, because she's, you know, going all crazy about this juice. Hmm. And so, um, so I give her the words that she's needing. And she's like, hey, mom, mom, he's hearing me. I, I want this juice. And <laughs> I say, Kamea, I understand that you want the juice, but mommy's not getting you the juice. We're getting you a different juice. And oftentimes she takes a deep breath. She calms down, she counts to five and she's fine. Mm. And, and the reason why I tell that story is because when I, when I was three years old, um, I was molested mm. and a guy told me not to tell anyone. 
And at a time where, where in this moment where I gave words to my daughter, someone was taking them away from me. And so I, I made it my, my job to help my daughter not only discover her voice, but keep her voice and be proud of her voice. Mm. And so for me, when it comes to discovering my voice, it's rediscovering that voice that was taken away from me at three years old from this guy. Wow. And then at the same time, like I said, I was in this single parent home yeah. and my mom had this rule that whatever was said in the house and whatever happened in the house stayed in the house. Mm. So here was this most traumatic event of my life at three years old that I couldn't tell anyone. And so at a moment where I'm supposed to be in stores throwing tantrums and doing all this, instead I'm being quiet mm. and I'm not telling anyone and I'm not talking about it. And I struggled with that silence and not having a voice until I was in my twenties where I was to discover my voice and now able to give my daughter a voice and help coach people and train people to also have a voice. Wow. So that, that is based on your own childhood experience and that's where you want to help people to discover, especially for, for, your, for your daughter? Yes. Yeah, so that, definitely. So that is something that because um, you, you see that as a, as a problem especially for a lot of uh, maybe in, in your siblings that all of you are keeping silence uh, even you may feel frustrated you may be feeling angry you may be feeling jealous but everything is all kept inside you you, you guys can't just voice it out which is very very um similar to us in asia in asia we our parents are more dominating especially uh, for those who are born in the 1980s, 1970s. A lot of our parents are more dominating. Um, they, it's like their way or the highway. You can't you can talk back. You can't voice out any of your own opinion. Everything has to listen to them. So like for my case, uh, when I was a child, maybe about four or five years old, we have to be good boys and good girls. Uh, we have to listen to them everything we have to follow their instruction if they say no it means no there's no way out and like what you say all of us have to keep silence we dare not voice out and that's that's the reason why a lot of us when we grew up uh, when we are independent when we are young adults we start to start to have that rebellious um, uh, rebellious syn syndrome or the character being uh, that, that comes out and we were talk back to our parents and stuff like that because we were not allowed when we were young and we were much older we start to, to have that voice which i, I realized that is it's very negative that the voice that is coming out is a lot of revenge a lot of hatred and and what you were saying that um like for a child it, it's all right for them to to really um voice out like their, their tantrum and stuff like that how 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 is it like because for parents, a lot of parents may be thinking that may, may, may disagree that letting them shout and stuff like that. But uh, what are the methods for you to address? Like you, you, you mentioned that um, you, 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 you reply them in the same tone, same voice, but mm -hmm. using different words. So maybe you can right. share more on, on the exact words that you share or maybe uh, give us some examples so that we can learn from. Well, the, thi the thing is separating yourself from your child. I think as parents, we have 
like in what you're explaining is that like your parent was dominating and so Mm -hmm. then you that's your only example of parenting so then you're like well I'm dominating too and my kid's going to stop throwing a tantrum because I said they need to but you're not respecting that your child is an individual and that they're a person too Mm -hmm. so you have to separate that hey I'm an individual I'm a mom and I'm Elizabeth your Mm -hmm. child is your child and you know in my instance she's Kamea and Kamea is trying to communicate to her mother something. And so her mother then has to listen to what she's trying to communicate. Mm. And if we go back to what is our first form of communication? You, we learned that our baby cries. We, they have a diaper cry. Yeah. They have a, I need you to hold me cry. Yeah. They have, and so their first way of communication is a cry. Mm. And we give words to that as parents. But as they become toddlers, we expect them to use their words, but how do they know how to use their words if we're not giving it to them? Mm. And so again, we have to separate who we are from, from our child and see them as individuals and not as you know Adult. these beings that are still atar- attached to us. Yeah, exactly. And so we have to see them for where they're at. And so going back to that store example mm. is my daughter, again, she wanted this juice and it was like one of those character juice. I don't know if you guys have them there in Singapore. Mm. Like, I think she wanted one that had like, she's into Elsa, you know, from Frozen. Oh, yeah. So it was like, a, it was like the Elsa head with yes. like a juice. Okay. And I was trying to get her like apple. It was like a four thing of apple juice Mm-mm. so she can have it for her snacks in the morning. But she wanted this two, I think it was like two or three dollar <laughs> little juice. And for a dollar, I could have get four. Um, and so like, so I'm, I'm, you know, trying to communicate this mm. to a 40 year old who's throwing this tantrum. And so, like I said, she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Mm. Like, I want this juice. I want this juice. And so what I'm saying back to her is the same thing. I want juice. I want, because that's what she's saying. Mm. Mom, I want juice. So I want repeating this. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I'm repeating that same thing back to her. I want juice. I want juice. And then she, there comes a point, and as again, as a parent, you know when your child gets it. Mm. And so she has this moment where she's like, Mom's listening to me. And she does this thing like she's listening. And that's when I say, I understand that you're wanting the juice. Mm. So not only am I articulating to her and I'm giving her the words. I'm then letting her know that I hear her. Mm. And so I'm saying, I understand that. But then this is where the parent comes in. After you understand, then you're going to make your declaration of, okay, this is the behavior that I'm wanting from you. Mm. I understand you're wanting the juice. However, we're not getting that juice. You can have these juices instead. Mm. So you can either have this juice or no juice. And those are your choices. Mm. And so she can either choose the juice that you're wanting to give her or no juice. And then you're leaving in at that and she's making the choice. Mm. So then you're teaching her that, hey, I I hear you. I'm giving you the words and these are your choices. Mm. So you're still putting it into her, Mm. into her hands. Because again, the things as parents is that we get embarrassed. It was embarrassing. (laughs) There's people watching and there's even a lady that's looking at me like, oh, poor thing. Mm. And I'm like, poor thing. She's throwing a tattoo over a juice. Like, I'm not hurting her. I'm not abusing her. I'm not neglecting her. Yeah. She wants a specific juice. Yeah. And I'm not, and, and it's simple. I have $2 in my pocket. The $4 <laughs> juice is going to be, is going to be better for her and not this one juice. She's going to drink one time for $2. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, obviously my toddler is not going to understand money, 
Mm. But hey, here's here's your choices. Make mm. the choice. Let's move on. And so, so that's my. So basically, example. when you do that repeat, that means you repeat what she say in her voice and her tone. Is a is a kind of acknowledgement that hey, mommy is listening to you. Mommy know what you're saying because what most parents will do. Can you shut up? Can you stop that and all that stuff? So why the why the kid will keep on crying or even cry louder because they don't they, they just felt that the parents is not listening to them. Is that is exactly. that what you see? And that's yeah, why exactly. most scenario because in even in Asia we have that uh, often in especially in toy store where the kid wanted this toy but the parent just pull them out and they just keep on crying they keep on lying on the floor and they are not getting what they want and what mm. you say is true because a lot of times um, as parents we will we will use what we think logically as adults as mm -hmm. someone who who's with education and stuff like that to really understand to really talk to the kid like they are a young adult but in mm. fact like what you mentioned that they don't they don't really get it because no, for don't. them they are still growing they mm -hmm. do not have that education and it's always important for us to to be in their shoes like what you did is uh which is not the norm but it it works right especially after right. you you repeat that and and she stopped she stopped crying immediately after you acknowledge after you repeat what she's saying so no she doesn't stop crying immediately she still has that like yeah. kind of snuffle mm. yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> kind of like like i know that you hear me but i'm still kind of sad and so that's mm. why like you as the parent mm. you're creating that atmosphere mm. so you're talking in a calm voice mm. you're still and one lady even said you have the patience of job mm. because there's no way that i would have reacted <laughs> that same way to my child she's like i would have beat them in the middle of the store but to me it's like there's a thing I have a book called shepherding a child's heart mm. and so when in a tantrum we have a decision to make are we about our child's heart or yeah. about their behavior all right and so if I want to correct the the heart mm. then I have to go deeper than shut up and, and stop doing what you're doing you're embarrassing yeah. me mm -hmm. I more want to say hey baby I understand that you're saying something mm. and let me let you know that I hear you I yeah. understand you However, this is what's going to happen. Hmm. Which, which, which is something that you touched on the point. That's why a lot of um, a lot of children. This is something that recently I've been going through, been go going through workshop and learn about um, the upbringing and also the unconscious, especially for a child. And the unconscious, a lot of the unconscious is made up of our childhood um, trauma or mm -hmm. childhood uh, heartbreaks, and that is uh, something that that. Um, affect us for the rest of our life even for adults like you if like, like maybe for you you realize that why are there some beliefs that you are so strong at example uh, if someone is against women you will get very hit up why like emotionally you feel hit up maybe because it, if you go back to when your childhood someone did something to a woman that you feel so sad but you could not do anything and that's where when you are adult all these hidden emotions is in your unconscious which is the upbringing but it's being suppressed and that's why you can't voice out and like what you mentioned imagine that if your daughter or anybody's child has been that having that treatment say can you don't embarrass me in front of everybody like if they want the juice or they want toy if you keep doing this what will happen to them as a child they are very angry with the mommy or daddy they did the parent that did that to them but they have to suppress it so when they grew up, 
do you think that they will do the same thing to the parents? They will say, can you shut up? Can you stop asking me to fetch you to this place, that place? This is what is is very unconscious where a lot of us do not understand. We have this frustration of on our parents. It's not because that of what they do. It's because what they did back then as a child. Because if you go back to the child who is three years old, they may not understand logic, like you mentioned. May not understand why mommy is doing doing this. Mm-hmm. But when you do that to them, it breaks their heart because when they are young, the daddy and mommies is like heaven to them. It's the only person that they can talk to, the only person that they deem as like maybe God or the higher power. So if the higher power is like it's everything to them and that everything just slam them down, tell them that, hey, you are embarrassing me. You are, you are a bad child. You are not a good child, stuff like that. So that will give them all the heartbreaks that they, they suppress as children. And when they grew up, they may not be able to be better parents because they may be having all this thought that, hey, my parents did that to me. When I grew up, I do not want to be a parent because I may have, may, may, may beat my child. I may scold my child and stuff like that. They may not have that experience. It's because whatever that has happened when, when they were young. So um, like you mentioned on the inner voice and, and you also mentioned that there's this lady that came to you and said that it's not possible for her to do that. But what, what, um, how do you learn all this, um, like, like this technique of you, um, being different from the rest? Where do you learn that from? Or is is a technique? How do you get it? Um, so I, so my daughter, um, is four and my mother passed also four years ago. Mm. And so two days after my daughter was born, my mom passed and my mom and I didn't have a great relationship. Mm. And so um, it was, con- it was confusing for a lot of reasons. Um, but mostly becoming a mom and losing my mom was really, mm. was really hard on me. Yeah. Um, however, they had this program called nurse family partnership. Mm. And if you're a first time mom, you basically have a nurse from the time, like you discover you're pregnant basically mm. until your child is two years old. And wow. this nurse walks with you through those first two years and you're able to ask them any question. Um, they do have like a guideline um, mm. that you can, like they have like different categories, like, um, you know, baby's health, you know, my health. Um, what do I do if my child's not sleeping mm. or um, potty training? What do I do during potty training? And so during that time, um, because of my upbringing, uh, I, I didn't know a lot of things and I couldn't call my mom, mm. you know, to ask her, yep. how can I do these things? And so this nurse was able to be there and I wanted to be able to communicate with my daughter because as a speaker, I wanted to give her a voice. Mm. And like I said, mine was taken away and I didn't want to yep. take away her voice. And so I asked, how can I be able um, to help her communicate through tantrums? How can mm. I help her? And there was a, um, there was a video she showed me and um, I tried to research the guy's name before um, this interview today. Mm. And I just remember his last name is um, Carp. Mm. Um, and maybe I can post it in the comments later, but there's a a psychologist who's also a pediatrician. Mm. Um, and it's, and he is, there's basically a system that he, he created, um, that is communicating and he calls it toddlerese. Like their toddlerese is Mm. that frustrating voice. The (laughs) like, I'm trying to communicate, but I really don't know what to say. And so he has it where you're like duplicate, duplicating that Mm. voice. 
I'm angry, I'm angry, or I want mm. toy, I want toy, mm. or, you know, giving them that emotion. And so that's why I learned it from. And honestly, the first time I did it was a little embarrassing on my part, because um, it was in the middle of Texas Roadhouse, <laughs> where she's throwing a tantrum. And I, and I cho- like, at that moment, I, I remember pausing and saying, this is my moment where I can either develop my child mm. emotionally, or allow her to, like, or to create that embarrassing moment. Mm. And I'm the one that's going to create that. And so I decided that it's okay for me to be embarrassed. I'm going to take this this time to really develop her and grow her into the intelligent woman that God has mm. called her to be. Wow, wow. That, that is very great advice because it, it kind, of, uh, kind of helped a lot of parents uh, to get out of this tantrum that our child is. Because for us, we are, we are so far apart from being a child. We, most of us have really forgotten how is it being a child, how to communicate with a child. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess uh, maybe uh, when you, you find, out, find out the link or, or where um, the parents or the audience can learn from, especially t- the technique that you have shared. So uh, do, do post it in the, the, uh, the comment section. And, um, and I remember that like we were talking about this inner voice and what is this purpose of having this inner voice? What does it do to us? How does it help us? Well, it helps you, like as an adult, it helps you in communicating anything in a relationship. Mm. It helps you communicate your feelings. It helps you uh, communicate boundaries with family. It helps you in um, speaking up for yourself. Mm. Like, like I said, like with me and my siblings is um, my mom was a drug addict and an alcoholic and she was very abusive to us. And people on the outside noticed and reported it. But it wasn't until I was 15 when I noticed that this was happening mm. and I spoke out about it. However, my siblings didn't feel the same way. You know, that's all they knew. And so they felt like I ruined their lives and that, um, you know, I took them from the because we ended up getting taken away. And so they, they thought like I ruined their lives. And so for them, um, because I spoke out and I had a voice, it hindered their life. Um, but it, I, but being able to speak out from that abuse and speak out from that hurt helped us become better, depending mm. on how you, you know, the perspective you see it as, right. because if we would have stayed in that household where, I mean, we, my mom taught us how to roll her joints <laughs> and we had to go buy her drugs. And, mm. um, but we thought that was a normal part of life because that's what she taught us. Yeah. But it wasn't until we saw and experienced something different did we realize it was different and that it was okay to speak out from that. But if I continue to, you know, be, you know, suppressed, like you kept saying, like yeah. suppressed with that emotion, yeah. then I'm going to feel like I don't have a voice and I'm silent and I can't say anything. Yeah. And so um, having that vo- voice is just being able to um, be okay with, first of all, who you are. It does, you do have to have this confidence in yourself in order to speak out because, uh, when you do speak out, everyone's not going to like it. Yep. Uh, they're not going to like what you say and how you say it. And if you're not comfortable in your own skin, then you're going to shut yourself up and mm. you're going to silence yourself. And so you really have to have that self-confidence first when you walk out and start um, speaking out from, from your inner self. Mm. And, and you spoke about the, the self-confidence. It's, it seems to be easy said and done. So how, how can one develop that voice? Because um, especially I, I, I share with you that a lot of uh, us, especially in Asia, we are all being suppressed 
and having that voice is deemed as you are the one that um the outcast or uh, you are the odd one out you are too outspoken you are rebellious and stuff like that so how do you overcome that and what are the ways that you can because it, it being uh, having your own voice speaking out for yourself it seems that you are you are you're throwing yourself out to tell people that hey you are you don't belong here and um, at times parents may feel embarrassed so what is what is your take and uh, how does one be able to understand whether is this voice um, uh, from the ego or the voice is for a good good purpose or from the higher mind well uh, there, I mean there's a lot of answers to to that question and for me um, I, I think I have two one is just your your actions after you speak out from that mm. when I first so like I said we got I got we got taken away when I was 15 um, I went to a Bible college program when I was 17 mm. and when I started you know I was now in this environment that was okay for me to speak however i was very disrespectful um i i would like to leaders to peers it just i i didn't have a voice now i have one and i'm going to use it and yeah. i'm gonna disrespect you and i'm not going to care that was all from the ego and my action spoke that i got suspended i didn't have yeah. friends uh you know when no one liked me my leaders really didn't like me um and so it was very it was very hard to um to be myself when no one likes you. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be, I wanted to be loved and I wanted to be liked. And so it was my, in my tone of voice mm -hmm. because I can be right. I can be right in what I say, mm -hmm. but how I say it could be wrong. And so then it's watching my tone of voice, making sure I'm not condescending and making mm -hmm. sure that my self-confidence is not egotistical because it is easy <laughs> to puff my chest out and say, yeah. no, I, I know this and you don't know it. And mm. I I'm right. And you're wrong. Or you could say, you know what you are, you are right. I'm wrong, you know, and being more humble about it mm. versus so egotistical. So again, it's, it's your actions that come from using your voice mm. and then also in your tone of voice. Wow. So that, that also means that, um, we have to be very conscious of what is coming after that and also yes. to react accordingly to, to maybe not make it to uh, uh, from bad to worse, right? Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> because sometimes, uh, I guess it always uh, also take time for us to really get used to hearing and voicing out our inner voice. And mm. um, because there's always a voice example if, let's say, our parents um, uh, take something away from us. We will want to voice out, hey, that's my, my stuff. Why are you taking away? But we always uh, kept silence instead of voicing out and, hey, why are, why are you taking this toy away from me? So does, does a child be able to, to voice out like that? Do you think it's possible? I think it is possible, but again, it's up to the parent to create that environment. Mm. Because like you said, like in Asia, if the, if the parenting role in that culture is to be dominating, then yes, it's going to be hard for that child to then speak up. Mm. But then if you're creating that environment for your child to speak up, mm. then it's easier. Your child's going to come to you for more things. They're going to let you know about their first kiss. They're going to mm. let you know about that inner stuff that happens mm. to them and that you're going to want to know. But if you're going to shun them when they speak out, mm. um, like my, my mom came from a culture where children were to be seen and not heard. And mm. so for her, 
she was able to be there, but she wasn't able to say anything. So again, that, that silence is then um, like, it's like a prison, mm. you know, it, and you're not able to, to speak. And then you become this adult who's not able to articulate how you feel, the way you feel. <laughs> you end up marrying people you shouldn't marry because you're not able to speak voice out and say, yes. yeah, exactly. Voice like, hey, this is not working yep. because you're afraid of what, you know, they may or may not say. And so it comes back to really creating that environment for your child to speak up and to when the, your child does does speak out to you is not to because because the, then there's the well I told you so yeah <laughs> okay well that's not a reason like explain if I, I'm really asking why did you take the toy away from me I took the toy away from you because and then let them know so then you're having a learning experience mm. instead of a I'm your parent. I told you so, and, and you need to deal with it. Mm -hmm. No, that's not going to get you or your child anywhere. Yeah. Again, it's going back to shepherding your child's heart and mm -hmm. not being like a dictator over their behavior. Yes, yes. And then I, I guess you, you state one point where, where um, the topic of today is not just on the, the, our child. It's very much onto the parent themselves. Mm -hmm. Because by doing, by letting them discover their own inner voice, it also help us parents to find out our inner voice because uh, like the example you were saying that um, like the child will ask mommy why are why are you um, taking away this toy from me and if a parent can't express can't voice out that that the reason then it's really hard because they are not able to articulate what they want to say why are they doing all this because they are doing it because their parents did it to them. It's like a pattern. Mm -hmm. And if consciously they are aware that, hey, I need to give my child an answer. And because the child is hearing me and I need to put it across to her that she will understand. Like you, you mentioned that <clears throat> the reason why you're not letting her having the toy, it could be because now um, she need to do her homework. She need mm -hmm. to finish her assignment. Uh, and in order not to... Uh, be scolded by the teacher or penalized by the teachers or not able to catch up with the class she need to take this toy away from her at this point of time which is maybe in short is making sense to them but being patient and, and letting them understand the whole thing rather than expecting them like that they will understand but as kids they are growing up they need to learn and sometimes um, we need to repeat it a lot a lot of times because kids, <clears throat> even for us human beings, sometimes we, we have our bosses, our bosses tell us this thing over and over and over again. It's the same thing. Us human, we need to get things or things have to be in re repetition in order for us to understand. And sometimes we may, may, may not understand the whole thing, but we will assume that we know the whole thing, everything. Mm -hmm. Because in the culture, like you were saying that, uh, whatever the parents say is, um, there's the, the kid cannot see anything the children cannot voice out any stuff the same thing for us so when they go to uh, they go into the workforce yeah it's the same maybe the assignment is given to them they may not understand but they were oh, okay I, I know what to do in fact they have a lot of question about it and they don't voice out and what will happen is the end product or the, the assignment that they they've done it's not complete so which is very very important and and you you mentioned that um, having this inner voice 
It's not just helping the parents and also helping the child. Why, uh, why is it important, especially now, right, to find an inner voice? Well, it's very important, um, like I said, um, because it helps you, it helps you in being you. Mm. Because I, I noticed, um, for example, because, so at three years old, you know, being molested, right? I, mm. So I didn't, I didn't speak, like literally, um, when, when we, um, even when we got taken away, I said something, but I didn't go into detail. I didn't say mm. like, this is what, I just said, my mom is being, um, you know, not nice to us or, you know, what have you, but I didn't go into detail about mm. it. Um, and I didn't, I didn't talk to a therapist. I didn't talk to anyone. And so at that time they labeled me selective mute, which mm. is having the ability to speak, but not speaking up in social settings mm. due to trauma. And so, like I said, into my early twenties, I, I, when I did speak up, I was disrespectful. And so I would not say something cause I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. Yep. And I was so rude and I was this and I was that. And so, um, the importance of knowing your voice is really being able to articulate what you really feel, mm. how you feel, letting people know, like, this is my boundary. This is who I am. It's okay for me to be like this. Mm -hmm. And it's really self-acceptance that it's okay for me to feel this way. Even, mm. you know, I, I mentioned to you earlier that I was very emotional. Yeah. And what helped me kind of release the emotion was saying, I'm okay. I'm allowed to mm. be emotional mm -hmm. because like, like I, I, because I'm a strong woman and I'm a single mom and I want to be strong for my, for my daughter. And I want to be like this strong divorcee and I can make, and I can do like it. Like a wonder woman. Um, yeah, exactly. I feel like I can't be emotional. I can't cry. I can't be weak. I can't mm. let my daughter see this. And because of that, all these emotions are suppressed mm. and I can't really articulate what I'm feeling. But when I had that release and I cried and mm. I let it all out, then I'm able to articulate, hey, I was upset because. Mm. And, and in the Bible, it says, it's okay to be angry, but don't let your anger cause sin. Yeah. And yeah. so it's okay to be emotional. It's okay mm. to feel. It's okay to, um, you know, be upset that your mom said something or be upset that your boss just gets on your nerves. Mm. It's okay to feel like that. But your response your mm. actions to that is what um, defines you and really shows your character. Yeah. So having that inner voice is really, again, that acceptance of who you are, being true to who you are, and really just being that true, true self. Mm. And and I, I believe that a lot of uh, mothers uh, should um, would be would need to hear this because um, I realize that, uh, and and also the reason why. I'm writing this book, Mother Industrialist, uh, Perfecting the Balance Between Motherhood and Business Success, is because a lot of women, especially working moms, they are suppressing a lot of emotions. And because them being career women and them being capable women, they always want to be deemed as the strong women outside. They want to be the wonder woman, the super woman, to do everything within their control. But oftentimes, they are emotionally drained physically, mentally, and often they would not want to let their partners or their spouse to see that they are vulnerable. And often it ends up on the other way and a lot of them went into depression, they feel mm -hmm. bad, and some of them even um, think that they are not a good mom, 
uh, their bad mom and a lot of them even have suicidal thoughts and some of them um, if on the worst case scenario they may be uh, venting it on their children because they can't voice out they are so frustrated and everything just boys and just snowball and when they don't let themselves down and accept that they are they are sad they are emotional uh, if they don't let it down uh, or even to cry over it to, to, to just cry um, it's all suppressing it's all the emotion that is suppressing and it's not good and it's not not um, not um, advisable because uh, as parents we still have our children and if we keep snowballing all this emotion and suppressing all this emotion um, our children will feel it because children are very sensitive yes. um, uh, towards all this and especially towards mothers especially mm -hmm. so when they felt that and if you can't let it out and it turns into something that is uh, not nice like anger uh, it, it's not going to do good to the child so uh, as you mentioned everything has to go to do with the heart, the heart for the child. And it has to benefit them rather than us egoistically. We want to be strong, we want to be this, but sometimes we just have to let go. Even for me as a dad, sometimes I have to let go and let my my wife know that I have my weaknesses. Weaknesses, I'm vulnerable. I'm still a human. I have emotions. I have uh, my pride and all that stuff. I just have to let her know. No point me holding on and sometimes letting go uh, helps to bond people together because they get to feel you because especially your loved ones your children they say okay daddy mommy I'll, I'll take care of you sometimes the children comes in a comforting way it's even better it's this is all love and this is something that i feel that uh, a lot of us we are getting too masculine and we are embodying all this macho being tough being whatever but in the end, there's always a repercussion. There's always a, a flip side to that. And you, you mentioned that having your own voice to be able to articulate what your feelings. Because a lot of us, we, we do not know how to. So maybe, uh, Liz, you can share with us what are the various ways that we can um, discover our inner voice and able to articulate it better. Because for you, you're a public speaker. So definitely, like for me, I'm also learning from you how to articulate what is in my mind, what is my passion, how to bring it out. So maybe you can share with us maybe like three, three or four tips that uh, we can articulate and also to discover more of our inner voice. So I would first say that it comes from knowing yourself. Hmm. Um, to, know, to know your voice is to definitely know yourself. Hmm. Um, because if you don't know who you are, people will invent you. Other people hmm. will invent you. Other people will give you words they'll create their own story of you mm. their own version of you yeah. and so it starts off with knowing yourself who are am i an introvert do i need do i need relaxation time in order mm -hmm. to function with other people um you know when it comes to being being an entrepreneur and a mom and you know with me i'm also working um you know a nine to five job mm. do i need a full 24 hours to recharge myself um, am I able to give my daughter a good 15 minutes? And it's articulating to that, or it's articulating your child that too. Because realistically, when you come home, your child just wants to show you something for maybe five yes. minutes or 30 <laughs> seconds. They're, Mom, come see this or watch me do this. And if you're just like, I'm too tired to see it, then you're yeah. creating you're creating that in their mind. But knowing yourself saying, hey, I know when I get home, my child's going to want something from me. Mm. What can I give her? 
I can give her a good 15 minutes. So for 15 minutes, we're going to play with Anna and Elsa on her <laughs> castle, and we're going to play our hearts out. But after that 15 minutes, I'm going to let her know, hey, mom needs a, a 30-minute, 15-minute, whatever it is, break. And so it really comes with knowing yourself, knowing your limits, and then being able to articulate that. And then again, like I said, you're able to know your voice. And then when it comes to knowing your voice, it's really um, knowing, knowing your posture. Where is your stance? It's not coming from that, like, again, where you said, like, am I, is this me being egotistical or is this me being genuine? And you know the difference. Um, you know, you'll feel it. You'll feel it physically. Um, you'll feel it in your face. You know, a lot of women are emotional and they'll say, I'm fine, but their face is screaming something yes. else. And so, um, and so you can see that. So it's being, you know, being real with yourself, being real with your posture. Where is my stance? How do I feel? Um, am I feeling bad today? Am I having a bad day? And it's okay to feel that way. Articulate it. Hey, honey, I'm sorry. I'm having a bad day. Hey, Kamea, I love you. And I'm, mommy's just having a bad moment. And definitely, I would say, too, is letting your children know, because, again, as parents, we are our children's first teacher. Yes. And if we are not showing them how to deal with their emotion, mm. then they're throwing tantrums in the middle of the store and not calming down. Yes. Or, you know, they're at school throwing tantrums or they're, you know, they're going to grow up and be these adults mm. that are emotionally unhealthy, that yeah. get into these emotionally unhealthy relationships. Yes. And and then, you know, they can't handle jobs because they're all emotional and out of control. And so it's up to us to make sure that we're growing emotionally intelligent children by being emotionally intelligent parents. Wow. Wow. So that, that would be a very, very good tip, which is number one, know yourself and also your posture of yes. um, uh, putting out your voice. Am I right to say that? Yes. Yeah. So, so um, you were saying that like knowing all this and be able it affects like we are the our um our children's first teacher which is which is totally true um because they basically copy whatever we do they duplicate whatever we do so if parents ourselves we are not um, expressive enough how would we expect our children to be expressive to right. be able to voice out example like or oh, what happened in school but if most of the time the parent themselves they don't share with their children or what happened at work. Do you think that the children will share what happened in school? So mm -hmm. it, it, it's yeah. the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is the same. The, the thing I love about my daughter is she always asks me, she says, mom, tell me about your day. Hmm. And when I tell her, she'll ask questions. Yeah. And so again, is I created that. And I learned this from my, um, my pastor dad. Hmm. Um, and he has what they call highlights. So first of all, when they sit at the table for dinner, um, there's no phones allowed. Mm. So that's the first thing. And then second of all is that everyone, and they have a family of five, everyone goes around and they share their highlights. Mm. And so my daughter doesn't understand the word highlight yet, but yeah. I'll tell her, I'll say, what's your favorite part of the day? Mm. And then she'll tell me about her dreaming about unicorns <laughs> or, you know, she shared her Elsa toy or, mm. or whatever. Um, but like I said, my favorite part is then when she says, mom, tell me about your day. Yeah. And then she's wow. able then to tell me, you know, like we then have this conversation <laughs> between each other. And so, again, taking every moment to make sure her voice is being heard. And then, again, letting her be able to use her voice mm. um, in whatever setting that may be. Yes, yes. And, and you, you, you just touched a point where, where I realized that knowing your voice, knowing your inner voice, it helps to bond everyone together. Because um, this is what 
we humans are born with the voice and also to to communicate uh often there will be be a lot of parents saying that oh okay uh, we, a lot of our kids on social media millennial social media but the reason why are they so social media driven is because they are not the parents are not hearing them the parents are not communicating with them because the parents are not taught to communicate especially in in back the, in their days where parents are more dominating um and they do not know how to articulate their voice and now that's why their their kids are not articulating back to them so like like me knowing that and hearing from you uh it makes me realize that hey it's also true like like a lot of working moms they are not able to be in their state of mind to really hear their children out after the whole day uh maybe they in, in the morning i always share with a lot of mom printers, it's like in the morning uh from 8 a.m to 8 p.m that your, your child did not see you maybe after school they will be going to child care center or student care center and mm -hmm. at 8 p.m when they get to see you they are so excited they want to say mommy mommy i want to share with you something about school but the mommy most mommy most working moms will say hey can you just leave me alone i had a bad day my my boss this and that my colleagues my work whatever i'm very very tired can you just go and go go to bed and prepare for school and all that so imagine for a child, they are so excited, wanted to share something with you. They want to voice out and to share. But as adult, because of us so carried away with work, with jobs, mentally, emotionally trained, we and for us, we are not trained in articulating our thoughts. We will just shun them off. And at the end of the day, when they when they hit for bed and uh, uh when they are asleep, the parents or the mothers will be 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 be, be dwelling and be be blaming themselves for not able to listen to them because they are not in the right state of mind and all this will snowball over time and that's where a lot of mothers are in depression they feel that um, um, they are not a good mom their self-esteem drop their self-confidence drop everything just go way down and that's where a lot of uh, a lot of conflicts a lot of social issues because when a mom is not feeling good um the 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 spouse will be affected like the husband will like oh like what happened so and and if let's say they are not able to communicate or articulate out like the wife would be if the wife does not say oh because i feel really bad to the husband that uh she's feeling all these emotions then the husband will also be be able to accept it like okay i will comfort you but most cases is the wife will just shun the husband away just say you do not know anything you can you just get out of this matter so when 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 couples nowadays a lot of conflict is because they they do not voice out they do not know their inner voice because they do not know, know how to articulate and and then you have shared a, a, like knowing yourself and also the posture on how you are delivering all these voices is very very important and um time really flies and and I really want to have you really uh, on on my show uh for 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 a longer period of time but um maybe you can maybe least you can um share with us how does uh the audience get connected with you and how can they find out more about their own voice how you can help them so maybe you can share with us how they can get connected with you well i do have a facebook page um that they can search um it's at knowing your voice mm. um on facebook and then i also have a west a website and mm. it's speaking etiquette by Liz, mm. um, dot com. So they can reach me 
um, at both those places. And then mm. I do have contact information if they want to, you know, give me a phone call directly wow. or whatever they have you. And then on Facebook, I do post um, on what I call my five no's of public mm. speaking. Um, and so I definitely have some great tips on public speaking through my Facebook page as well. Wow, that's good. That's good. So uh, I will get the link from Liz and also I will post it in the comment section so that all of you can be able to connect with her and also to find out how you can articulate better and also to uh, discover your inner voice. So uh, last but not least, before we end off the we wrap up, uh, wrap up with the show, um, now it's your turn for you to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So Liz, are you ready with your question of the day? Yes, I am ready. Okay. So as a public speaker, I'm um, always being introduced, mm. um, like you have introduced me <laughs> on um, the call today. So my yes. question mm. to the audience and to the next speaker is, if you had to introduce yourself, mm. what would you say? Okay, if you were to introduce yourself, mm -hmm. what would so. you say? What will you say? Yes. Wow. Wow. For me, I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a question that I should ask myself. How, how should I introduce myself? So the question of the day posted by Liz is, if you were to introduce yourself, what would you say? Am I right to say that? Is it that correct? is correct. Okay. Yes, sir. Thanks, Liz. Thanks a lot. And before um before we we, we close for uh today's um interview, so what any last advice for the mothers who are uh sitting on the fence, thinking whether they should pursue their passion or whether they should uh, step into entrepreneurship? Any last advice from you? I would say that they're uh to pursue it. Um, there you only have one life, mm -hmm. and your role as a mother is equal to your role. Um, and your passion as an entrepreneur. And so I would, I would definitely highly recommend it. And you can do it. You can do both of them. Mm. You have the strength. You have the power. You have the courage. It all comes with that inner belief inside of yourself. Mm. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Liz. Thanks for your uh, great advice. And I, uh, for those who are watching um, and also watching the replay or listening, because I'll be uh, putting it on the podcast, and uh, for those who are watching, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for watching. Thanks for those who are coming on live. Uh, thanks a lot. And um, uh, Kenneth here signing off with Liz. Thank you very much. Thank you, Liz. Thank, thank you, you, Kenneth. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Thank you very much. And I will see you guys in the next episode. See you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye Liz. Bye-bye.